welcome to um, another episode of My Best 11 Podcast. Today we are joined by Kevin Gallon. Um, Kevin spent, again, yes, we'll throw that in. I made a stuff up and the record button did not work. So I'd like to thank Kevin for being on here again. Um, now, this does not help Marv with guessing the players, primarily because Marv has got the memory of a goldfish, which is absolutely fine. Andrew, that's what happens when you get into old age. Your memory goes. Well, we were just having a discussion earlier. Those people who've only just list jumped, those people we don't know, have a discussion before we started recording this. And um, there was actually a few suggestions from Marv being thrown around. And Kev wasn't very happy because he thought that um, Marv was throwing a few names around from the 50s and 60s. So That's <laughs> disrespectful to Phil Parks and David Seaman, by the way. Come on. <laughs> I mean, David Seaman's nearly but. Uh, Phil Parks, he played for QBR in the 70s. I was born in the 70s. He was a little tash. I remember, I remember watching him. <laughs> um, so, uh, those people who don't know about Kevin, Kevin's played for QPR, Huddersfield, Burnley, um, uh, a QPR again, and I know it's a club that's really close to his heart. Um, MK Dons, Plymouth, uh, spent a little bit of time at Luton um, when we're down in non-league, and then um, did a bit of a a spread of different clubs around uh, London to finish off his career, Barnet, Braintree, um, Leverstock, and Marv's own hometown, Aylesbury United. Um, yeah. And Kevin Gallon is actually the sixth highest goal scorer ever for QPR. And obviously they're your local team as well, Kev. I didn't, uh, I wasn't aware of that. So you were a, you were born around, around Shepherd's Bush, Hammersmith area, is that right? That's right. I was born in uh, Hammersmith, but I lived in Acton, 10, 15 minutes away from the ground. Um, I could see the floodlights when they were on the, um, from my bedroom window. So support QPR. My dad's a season ticket holder, still is when hopefully he's 84 now. Hopefully when the crowds are, are back up and running, he'll, he'll go back. But um, my dad, yeah, has been going, I say, late 60s. Dad's from Ireland, moved to Shepherd's Bush when he was uh, younger. And uh, went to the local um, the local team, which was QPR, where a lot of Irish people in those days sort of more like Arsenal, Man United. Man United was the big draw because of George Best. And I'm pleased to say my dad wasn't like Glory Hunter, like the rest of them. He went to little old QPR down the road from where he lived. And he's been going ever since. And then when me and my two brothers were uh, up and ready, uh, old enough to go, I used to tag along with him. And uh, I've been going down there since ever since I think my first game would have been, probably been 1978-79 so while I wasn't playing QPR or for another team I've been going down there all the time so I bring my son now with me he loves it so it's a bit of a, a family thing so yeah big QPR support my life and for the rest of my life. Excellent so um, we're here to talk about your best 11 players you've ever set foot on the pitch with um, now formation wise are we sticking to 4-4-2? Uh, you know what I think I am. I'm going to go. I'm going to go back to basics, old school for two. It sort of, I'd say, suits the players I've got. But it really is maybe a sort of a four-four-one-one. But it's a four-four-two. Uh, sometimes you have your like, main number nine, and you always used to join in the old days, Marv, didn't you? You always have to sort of a, a joiner in, uh, yeah. come receive the ball, and a number ten who'd sort of drop into midfield and try and uh, get the ball on the half term and stuff like that. So. I'm sort of going for a 4-4-2, but it's, it's a 4-1-1 as well. 4-5-1 when we ain't got the ball, 4-4-2. No, 4-2-4 when we've got the ball. Does that make sense? It does, yep. Kev. 
it goes. Perfect, perfect. So where did you prefer to play? Do you prefer to play in a one on yourself, on your own up there? Or do you always prefer to play with another man up there or when you were playing? No, I think playing up front on your own is a tough job because you end up um, you end up doing a lot of the sort of hard donkey work where link up play, uh, battling with the two centre-halves. Back um, to goal a lot of the time. Back to goal, setting people up. And then you've got to get back in the box as well and try and score goals. It's a hard task. It's a little bit easier now the way football's played, where when I was playing, Marv would say the ball, it was a little bit more direct. The ball would come up a little bit earlier, a little bit longer. Uh, you'd have to battle these big centre halves, two, six foot three, some really aggressive, not so. But um, I'm five foot 11, brilliant in the air, but I could get hold of it. If it was under my head, under head height, into my chest and around my, my body, I was good. I could get hold of it. Um, but yeah, four four two, I preferred. I think my best season would have been one of my earliest seasons in 1994-95 when I partnered Les Ferdinand up front, where Les was superb in the air and he'd go for the headers and I'd sort of get the ball to feet and link up the play and then try and get in the box. So four four two for me, uh, it was a little bit easier. Lovely. Yeah, goalkeeper then. Let's go. Yes, let's go. Goalkeeper, yes. Yeah, so... Like I like like we've said before, I've done this a week ago, but I've actually changed my mind a couple now. I've changed two or three okay. players. So if you can remember last week's, but this is um yeah, go on then goalkeeper. What you're gonna ask what me? Club. club. Right. Now I have to explain. Um I'm picking ten players out of the eleven, all QPR players. And Play I couldn't leave out who I played with and under 18s. So that's a little clue where we get further down the line. And I couldn't I couldn't keep him out of it because I'm not going to pick myself. So that's just a little clue. But goalkeeper, majority of the players are all played okay. for And this goalkeeper was, I'll give you a clue. He was foreign. Do you class do you cut oh, about to say do you, do you class Tony Roberts as foreign? Yeah, you got you got you got to class Welsh people as foreign, and yeah. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. I'm talking the apps. Uh, well, do you know, I would class uh, Tony Roberts as foreign, the way he acts. Um, nah. and now, this is uh, on the mainland continent, European. Oh. Czech. Czech. Yeah, he's Czech. Oh, my. Yeah. I thought you had an idea then. I, I, I mean, it's not the one I'm thinking, though, is it? Because that's his last Yeah, oh. he's different from the one last week. So, so it's, as well. it's not but. Ludo. No. Now, you're saying Ludo McCloshko. It's not him. And he no. was a, he was he was a, a great choice. He was a choice that I was very close to considering. Anthony Roberts, but Ludo sort of came to QPR at the end of his career, so I didn't really get to see the best of him. He was probably at his best at West Ham, but Ludo, very strong, very strong man. Very. Uh, I heard he was built like a mobile brick wall, wasn't he? Who? Ludo apparently he was built like a brick wall, wasn't he? He was solid. Yeah, he was solid, strong. I, I remember a time I used to take the mick out of his accent like pretty much every day for two years. Uh, a bit silly of me because uh, I got my comeuppance <laughs> when uh, we give a bit of shooting practice a shot. He's parried it. I've gone in to get the rebound. I've tried to dink it over. And he's come out and smothered it and smothered me and literally held me down for like two minutes saying, you don't take the piss out of me anymore. <laughs> I was to was it? He was from Russia. <laughs> he went on to become governor of the USA in yeah, Terminator. Yeah, right, and uh, army. Um, and because uh, and, I used to say to him every time he uh, used to come for a catch a ball, 
And he'd say, keeper's ball. And as he said it, and he'd come and collect it, and I would say to all the lads, keeper's ball. And he'd <laughs> start laughing. You know, just really silliness taking the mic. Well, he, he pinned me down, and I couldn't get up. And I went, come on, Ludo, let me up now, mate. Seriously. And he just, just uh, held me down like that. And I went, <laughs> oh, all right, Ludo, I'm sorry. Get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me up, he's a good, good guy. It's not Ludo, by the way. I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm not going to get it then, Andrew. Uh, no, nah, no idea. My depth of yeah. QPR goalkeepers in the nineties yeah. is low. Okay, so this, this he played in the nineteen ninety World Cup for Czech Republic. It was Czechoslovakia at the time. Uh, uh, Jan Stajskal. Jan Stajskal. Foot four, blonde, massive, and a uh, little quick story is when I was fourteen, fifteen, coming into training with QPR. You know, when you're week off, I was lucky enough to sort of the the reserve manager was are like under 15, 16 manager as well. They used to come and say, "Come, Kevin, come and join in with a shooting practice. I was like 15, joining in with the pros and Jan would be in goal. And I was just remember doing my best shots. Like I'm thinking, this is against a 15 year old keeper. These are going in like, and my confidence is just going like this. <laughs> I couldn't fall. I, I, I wasn't even making him dive. He was just doing that, <laughs> right? And it sort of gave me a little bit of a wake-up call when you're younger. Give it when you're with the big boys now. You know what I mean? Step up, step up to the plate because I'm. I can't even. I can't even. I can't even get him to dive against my shots. That's how good he is. So uh, yeah. So that was a uh, was a big calling card for me. I I need to start improving and I need to start working harder with my shooting. And uh, Jan Stajskal, yeah, he, he played for QPR for 1990 to 1990. Very good. Very calm. Um, wasn't great with, with with his feet, I'd say. He would have struggled now with a back pass, which I think a lot of keepers in those days would have done as well. But he was um, yeah, great to play with him. Good, good English. Did he have Kev? What, no, what no. Love the cigarette. Love the cigarette. Yeah. Cigarette and red wine? No, just cigarette. He's probably on the vodka, knowing that, that lot over there. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. So let's move on to right back. Right back or left back, either one. I'll go right back. We're going to go from right to left. Yeah, right to left. Is that right? Yeah, right to left. Um, Yeah, ex-QPR, 1990s. Played for England once or twice while he was with QPR. Really good player. Fast, great uh, athlete, up and down the pitch. Great right foot, could ping a ball, whip a ball in, proper. Good service into the front man, drop it on. You know what I mean? If you're running over the top, he could ping it over the defender's head. And he also and he played for the yellow team, didn't he? He played for your enemies, Marv. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He played right wing for them. It was very good going forward. He was. Probably, he was a very good yeah, probably very good. Right, right wing back, really, would be perfect for him now. Marvin's great. His strengths were not actual defending. Going forward, excellent. Marvin? David Barsley. Correct, Marv. It's the first one of the series you've got right, I've heard. Well done, mate. Tick. I, re- I remembered him. He's <laughs> <laughs> got it written down. Um, no, I didn't. All right, I haven't written down. Obviously, my memory's back. My memory's pretty good, actually. Once you started talking about it, it came back to me. Yeah, so David Bardsley, yeah, really good player. Good lad, funny. Very good, like, to do... We used to do with Jerry Francis on our Tuesday. We used to call it Terror Tuesday. So we come in on a Tuesday, especially, like, no midweek game. And um, Ray Ray Wilkins was the captain. No, he wasn't the captain, but Ray Wilkins was there. And uh, he used to come out early and play, uh, do a circle for about an hour. And then Jerry would come and the balls would go in there. And we literally just run 
honestly, it was only for that 20, 25 minutes, but that 20, 25 minutes was the hardest of the week. People getting sick, and uh, David Barsley was like a cigar out. Some lads could get the cigars <laughs> out, and the others were like absolutely struggling. You know, you must have remembered, Mark. Some lads can just run. Yeah. Maybe you I, were like that. Were you like that? No, no. I mean, I, the, the bleak deaths, I think I said it before, the bleak deaths, I remember, God bless him, Ray Hartford um, got us to do it, and I think the referee's like qualification was eleven, and I got nine. <laughs> nine? Yes, nine. nine. I've got I've got twelve year thirteen year olds at school yeah. I teach to get about ten yeah. or eleven. Yeah, but Mark, it's, that- it's too boring. It's too boring. It's go just back and forth, back and forth. I can't do that. If you if they took us like where was it called? Um, Hope's Meadow, People's Park, took us up in a minibus and dropped us off there and said, look, you're starting off here. you got to meet us back around the other side, which is like maybe three and a half miles. That's totally different. I've got a, like a, a start place and an end place. But that back and forth just does my head in. I can't, be, I can't be doing running back and forth. It just gets boring. Yeah, I know what you're saying because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, Marv, why are you so poor at that? But then you're not. It's basically the patient. Some people like that. But, but, yeah, but, the, yeah. but the strange thing is, I said, to, I said to Ray, I said, the funny thing is, in the 80th minute, like in a game, right, when we're talking about fitness now, how is it that I'm running back from a corner, right, to defend, because they're at a counter-attacking against us, right, past people who have done 16 or 17 on the bleep test, I've done nine. Yeah, How's that? Yeah. Desire. That's all it is, desire. Yeah, desire, but you've obviously weren't a good trainer, Marv. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't one of those. Um, what do you call it? Those little mouses in the wheel, just going around and that didn't. A little hamstery thing. Yeah. Hamster. Yeah. That, I don't like that. You need to. Uh, you need to put me in a maze. Put me in a maze to get me out of it or whatever. That's different. Kev, you haven't mentioned how well you did on it. Yeah. On those killer. On those killer Tuesday things. Yeah. No. I. I would. I, I got to. At the start, I was just a massive step up because we used to do it with the youth team, but the pace wasn't obviously as hard as now you're, I'm running against David Barsley, Les Ferdinand, Danny Mannix, he's getting run, and Trevor Sinclair, Ian Holloway. Ian Holloway's probably the best. He was the best longest runner at the Unbelievable. Really? We used to do, um, like Jerry would, pre-season, you'd know what was coming. Turn up on a Monday, you'd run in the first Saturday of pre-season, go to Richmond Park and do a seven-mile run or eight-mile run or whatever around Richmond Park. You know what, it was the heat. Every time we went there, they turned the heat up. And they knew we were coming. And... Uh, and I'm never the first time I've ever done it. And this was the whole club, even the youth team. And my first time on 16, 1992. And Ian Holloway, literally, he says, go, Ian Holloway, sprints. And I mean, talk, I'm talking, his start off is a sprint. And I'm thinking, he's taking a piss in me. There's no way he can keep that going. He fucking did. Seven <laughs> miles. He literally, he sprinted the first mile. His philosophy, he told me afterwards, my philosophy is sprinting until I break everyone. And once I've broken, then I'll do like, uh, it's still going fast. Then I'll stop sprinting and I'll go to like 70%, 80%. And he always won it. No one ever beat him then. I don't think anyone ever beat him. Someone might have been close, a young lad, and he was devastated. (laughs) He retirement, he couldn't handle it. (laughs) But yeah, now that was tough. And um, those guys, so... Jerry's running would be, he'd do like, he'll say box to box back, next two groups, next group. Then he'll say halfway line box to box. And these are, this is not a, like a jog, this is a sprint. There's yeah. like, right? And then he'll say double box, like sprinting, box to box, box to box back. Then he'll say double box to box, halfway line. And then he'll throw the killer of all in. 
box, double box to box, double halfway line, one run. That is like, and you do about 15 runs. And he, he said he used to do, he knew what he was doing. I'm sure he just used to make it off the top of his head. <laughs> Lads would be getting sick on the floor. No, 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 you owe me one more. Getting sick. No, no, no. Dragging them. One more. Everyone else has done it. Tuesdays was an absolute nightmare. The older pros used to come in, like Ray Wilkins, absolutely gutted. Ray Wilkins played for AC Milan and all that. On the Tuesday, he's not even seeing the ball. He's just running his ball. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Left back. Oh, left back. Oh, yeah. Never. Class. Classy performer. Unbelievable. Used to, uh, was a midfielder. Played for Man City and Chelsea. Then come to QPR as a sort of a, a, a left-sided midfielder or a centre midfielder on the left. Unbelievable. Smooth, athletic and great at penalties. I don't think I've ever seen him miss. Great bloke. Good laugh. Yeah, he's um, really good. Should have played for England, maybe. Very unlucky not to get a cap. Really, like a modern day, a modern day. For I know, I know it's not him. This one I'm going to say to you now, but I think you probably did play with him because no disrespect to him, he wasn't quite comfortable. Well, he's all right on the bike, he's smooth and that. Um, Rufus Brevet, do you play, you play with Rufus? Rufus, but he, he's very close. Rufus is more solid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up. I know, yeah, yeah. He would rattle you like the ball would go past Rufus and he'd, he'd wait for you to touch it and then smash you and the, and the ball. <laughs> Instead of just yeah. taking the ball. So, yeah, uh, this other player sort of kept Rufus out a little bit. If Rufus was a little bit unlucky, UPR at this time, Clive was playing so well and it was hard to dislodge him. Oh. Clive Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Clive Wilson. There you go. <laughs> Got it. To help you, you didn't have a clue, lads. One, no, no, no. We would just let you talk. Yeah. Our, our podcast is we let the guests talk. Yeah. Clive gave it <laughs> Until away. they slip up. Until they slip up. <laughs> I'd be no good if in the police station if I robbed the bank. <laughs> Just let you keep talking. Yeah, yeah. But you're right, you're right, Kev. He used to play midfield, didn't he? Did he not used to play midfield a lot? Midfielder. Midfield started off really was a midfielder at Man City and Chelsea. It was Jerry played him. I think um there was an injury, no one played in pre-season. You play left back and played excellent, played him. So Clyde Wilson at left back. Um yeah. centre backs. Let's keep going. We've got a right side centre back. Um, yeah, really good man-to-man marker. Quick, got a good leap. Six foot, not powerful, but a good leap. A rash would be a rash on you. Great, oh, yeah. man-to-man. Great man-to-man marker. Great lads. Really good guy in the dressing room. Yeah, just played a lot of games. Athlete, athlete as well, isn't he? He's an athlete as well, yeah, isn't he? fast, like really fast. Great, like on a Tuesday, boxed him at the front. Good lad. Good, Andrew. Tottenham let him go, actually, when he was a kid and he come to QBR. Yeah, Danny Maddox. That's right, Andrew. Yes. How did, that? How did you get that? How did you get that, mate? <laughs> He's got that list there written down, hasn't he? He's got that oh, list. <laughs> hold on a minute, right? In all seriousness, when we did actually do this properly, I got this one right because I'm going back in all these QPR things. I'm imagining my sticker album when I was a kid. Mark, you know these, I, you know I, those I, Premier I, League sticker but, albums. But I'm yeah, imagining I that. I, I know exactly the one you're on about, but my memory's not that bad. I remember, shame you didn't record it though, Andrew. That I got this <laughs> one right. I got this. Can I just say something, Mark? Go on. He's like Lance Armstrong, the biggest cheat ever. <laughs> no, oh. Andrew's not like that. He's not gonna. I, I, I trust he wouldn't. He wouldn't look at the list. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> Oh, just watch you look at the list. <laughs> no, but like you're right. Going back to Danny Maddox, he was literally like a rash, wasn't he? I mean, right. would you would you probably say? I mean, 
for you in training? Was he probably the the, the worst one you probably want to come up against? Yes, I mean, you know, what? he was quick, sharp, yeah. and just rash. And he wasn't a fouler or anything, but he was just, no. you know, always you know, there. I, what I used to hate centre halves doing when I played is when the ball used to come up to me, try and get in front and nick it. I used to hate that. I, I, I used to try doing that all the time. I, that's, that's why. I, <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that why four P don't like you? You've probably done that to him in training. Or I, I, I used to try it again, but to be fair, it's funny you should say that. I literally did try and do that all the time because I know, literally, if I could nick in front, I'd always be thinking, well, I don't know, I, think I, did, I did say it a couple of times to a couple of players, and I, and I used to try and start an attack. I used to come back and say, aren't you meant, aren't you meant to be the forward? And I'm the defender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, knew it was, I knew it would wind people up. It would wind them up. It would wind me up because if you one split second, the ball's coming up to you and you like sort of switch off for not even a millisecond and the centre half nicks it, you're absolutely booing. And now you're running after him, chasing him back, giving it, scrapping. Adam Maddox was great at that. And I didn't get to play with him. He left before I sort of joined QPR, but Paul Parker as well was great at Yeah. No, definitely. Just before we move on, so just let's just touch on um, your your start at QPR. I mean, was there? I mean, was there any other clubs, or was it a case of that? You know, you was a, there as a kid. I know the the, the Gallons were a big brother, like mm. industry and stuff. So maybe it was a case where what Big Brother does, I'm going to do the same thing. It's the story behind yeah. the QPR. Well, yeah. So my two brothers are both involved in football. Uh, you probably met met them both, Mark. But Joe's yeah. uh, yeah. the manager at Portsmouth at the moment. And Steve is director of football at Charlton. It's quite, a, not strange, but they're both in the same league. They're both like literally in the playoff position. So come the end of the season, it wouldn't surprise me that they'll get get each other, you know, in the playoffs. Then it's a big decision. Who are you going to support? I'll <laughs> <laughs> get on with it, lads. But, you know what I mean? With your parents and stuff, it would be like if they got into the, I mean, it'd be uh, some strange thing if, Charlton against in the player final oh. in some game and stay at home and won't get involved. But yeah, so those two, so yeah, my brother Joe was at Watford as a kid. I was at Watford at 11 to 14. I used to play right back. Um, right back. I, yeah, I was a right back. I'm a pitch mark. You get all the time in the world on the ball. You get so much option. <laughs> it's passing back to the goalkeeper. <laughs> You're right back. Roll it to the right centre half. Right, you've got so many options at right back. Roll it back to the right side centre half, right midfielder, centre midfielder, to or you can get a massive diagonal to the left winger, or bang one over the top to the striker. How can you be rubbish at right back? It's so easy. <laughs> so why did they get rid of you at right back then? I, I think I should have still played there. I'll be still playing if I played there. <laughs> why, uh, why did you stop playing at right back then? No, because I used to play right back for Watford just because. I was sort of playing a couple of years um, younger and uh, just sort of, I sort of just, basically I used to turn up and my dad said, all mental and train. I was training with the under, I was probably 11, but I was training with the under. Be fair, they were brilliant. A bloke called uh, Dennis Gibbs, Nigel Gibbs' dad, you know Nigel Gibbs? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. His dad just said, yeah, bring Kevin along and let him train. And I used to just train. Then I started playing for my district, West London. Sunday team and I would be playing everywhere. Then I ended up in my school uh, Sunday team playing for at centre forward really well there. But who made, but who made the who made the transition, Kev? Who moved you to a centre forward? Who who did that? See, when I was a younger, I would be say I would play anywhere. So I would be like play right back for Watford, anywhere for the school, like centre mid strike. Then I played for 
district team and I'd play centre-back, sometimes mid. So it was just a case of, and I thought it was quite good because you get a good yeah. rounded indication of the whole the whole picture. Then it got to 13, 14, really when I was uh, 13, turning schoolboy, QPR said, look, now you're playing some one year as a centre-forward. I was 14, I went to QPR, I'm a massive, I'm 15, on the way home from school, I used to come home from go to the club for training, do my homework, have me train. I was a QPR fan. It was a no-brainer. I had offers to go. remember Chelsea ringing me up. At that sort of stage, I was getting a good reputation around our Sunday team was playing. You know, in the old... I don't know if they do it now, but the old days, your Sunday team would go and play QPR. And that's how we play Arsenal. We play all like the... Because our Sunday team was invited to play all the clubs. And so we played QPR and we were a Sunday team. We played nearly the year above them and we beat them like two. Because that's how good our team... How many do you score? Probably about eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I can't remember, but I've got two or three. But what I'm saying is, we've gone to QPR, battered them. The geezers give it this one. These players in here. And right. about five of us joined QPR after literally a month after that. Wait, my, my, my Sunday League team was exactly the same. <clears throat> we played Luton, and um, I came across with another lad. But unlike you, I mean, I think I got... Um, four-week trial and not a four-year pro deal and a six-month apprenticeship, as you call it. What you, you got some ridiculous deal, didn't you? I know you did. Look at him smiling. I know you... <laughs> Look at him. He's got some... You can't even hide it. Some ridiculous deal. Well, that's true, because when I was 15, I started playing for England schoolboys. And um, we played Holland, Germany twice, Wales. In about eight games, I scored nine goals. It was a record at the time. And the record, I equaled the record. It was Nick Barnby about two before me. He had the record and I equaled. And then it's been broken now by Colowin. And uh, yeah, so I'm sad. So now I've got a decent, I've got a bigger record. And now every club is thinking, oh, the player. So QPR was mate. Not that I was going to leave QPR. Right, of course. Yeah. But they, they came up and said, for you. Contract. Um, it was a four-year contract. I was only joking. <laughs> four years. I was like 15, 16. Um, I left school in 1992, June after my and in September I turned 17 and I signed up for. What were you? You must have been sacking off everything, all the schoolwork. You must have just gone. Do you know what? I got a professional contract. Stuff yeah. School went out the window. My mum went too happy with that. School went out the window. I just desire there the motive. You lose motivation. I weren't great. I want all I wanted to do was play football anyway. So I lost a lot of uh, uh, motivation. Not I was I wasn't naughty. I wasn't doing anything bad. I just hundred. I weren't putting hundred because I knew you know my G's in May and June. End of June we're starting prison training. And I just remember I just can't wait. I'm going. I'm now going play and train with my hero. Keep your offer. So I'm yeah. going to train Alamac Ray Wilkie like that. I'm buzzing just to be in the same building. But you know it's, what? Fair play. Fair play to you, Kev, because obviously. You fulfilled the potential, which obviously they gave you the contract. Because sometimes, as you well know, that like, well, I've got four years. I mean, I'm just gonna go in now to the building and literally someone who probably like, like similar to myself, I was I was called in late as a as an apprentice for Luton, and so maybe I was more hungrier than some of the ones who had already been there as a schoolboy and come through the ranks. But fair play to you. You didn't go in there and rest on your laurels and like, oh, I'm an England schoolboy. I'm I don't need to do anything. You've obviously did did really well and, and carried on all the way up. Yeah, because my determination, so my, my thinking, I've been playing in the youth team as a boy, so under 16, I'm playing in the under 18s of South East County. And I always, and I'd done well that year. We had a good team. We had, my brother was captain. I was playing with my Steve. He was a captain. I had Danny, Danny Dicho. Remember Danny Dicho? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Danny Dicho, yeah, do yeah. 
year older than me. Dougie Freeman, centre forward there as well. So he went on had a good, really good career with Palace, Palace and the Forest. Yeah. yeah, we had a good, good youth team. And I remember, so I'm like thinking, right, I've, I've done well. I think I scored over 20 goals that season. I'm playing again. They're, they're training every day. I'm going to score. So I always thought to myself, right, I'm getting in that building in July. Pre- once I, I remember something saying, once I get fit, I'll see how good I Because I was only playing at that, at that level 50 cent fit because you're not training every day. Are yeah, you? of course. I needed to train every day to maintain fit. And I remember just thinking, right, once I get in that building, that first season I scored about six, And then the following season, I scored 70 and I broke. Um, Jimmy Groves is South East Counties, which still stands to this day because counties. That's right, yeah. yeah. So, and, and my focus was right. I'm in the youth team. And all I was thinking was getting the first. All I thought we did getting that. So it was like the stepping stones was youth team, getting the reserves first team, and then getting the first in the hard thing. That's right. Staying in is the hard. Especially as you say, if you've got a couple of guns above you in the age groups above is um, Dougie Freeman and Danny Dickey as well. Yeah, they're, they're good players and. Uh, but then there's Ferdinand, Gary Penrice, Bradley Allen. So Jerry always played a big man with us. So my competition, right. Gary Penrice and Dougie. Yep. Oh, and yeah, then, Bradley Allen. I forgot about Bradley. He was a good little player, Bradley Allen. Yeah, Bradley yeah. Allen. Great little, great finisher, technically. And the big guys was Les Ferdinand, Evan White, Danny D. Wow. A, a plethora. So, sorry, getting back to centre-backs. Your last centre-back next to Danny Maddox. Oh, well, this guy is QPR legend. Um, that you mentioned yep. I'm Ty Skulls on the ninth. Highest appearance maker at QPR. This, I think this bloke, he's ahead of me. I think he may be legend, played for QPR. Irish international. Yeah, Northern Irish international. Big man. Great, great laugh. Absolutely ripped the mick out of every every minute of the legend. He's not with us, absolute legend. I, I can't remember his first name. I know his second name's MacDonald. What's his, what's his first name again? Uh, Ronald. Alan, Alan, Alan. Is it Alan, isn't it? Alan. <laughs> I said yeah. Ronald. Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alan McDonald. Alan McDonald, that's right. Yeah. I mean, Proper. if you say he was ridding people, did he get the level right? Because we've spoken to quite a few people about a line. And especially because I assume he was he captain there or was Ray Wilkins captain? No, he was captain. So it, did he did he get that line right? And alongside that, was he great for the youth team players or was he hard on the youth team players? And then we've spoken to people talk about Fozzie was really, really hardcore on the pitch, but then off the pitch he was straight down the line as well. What was he like? Macca wasn't like horrible taking the mick. Funny. It's like character building. Was that what it's all about? Building your character. There's times at the start I'd be thinking, hey, I'm gonna chi- I wanna chin you. But then he wasn't picking he, everyone got and so it got to the stage where he'd just be doing everyone would just be doing this every day. Like laughing just this game just does what is un- he's unbelievable. And uh was he was some boy he was um he hated Tuesday running. They used to call him um used to call him do you remember that program, rent a gun? Yeah. Do you remember rent a gun? Yeah, I do vaguely remember rent a gun. And remember the horse in it? It's called Dobbin. Is that what his <laughs> name was? I don't. Remember, I remember the horse, but I don't remember its name. But it's called Dobbin. Well, you used to call Macca Dobbin because of the horse at a rent a ghost when he was running. It was like a horse. <laughs> he weren't the most athletic, but he had a good football brain, good feet, to smoke. Honestly, when I, f- I couldn't believe it. So when I first got in the first team, uh, with the, at halftime, Jerry would come in and say something or Ray will. And for the first two, three months, I didn't know. So halftime, I used to go to toy smoking. And I used to keep thinking, oh, it must be the steward while we're playing. He must be coming in and having a... No. And then I sussed it out. Alan, Jerry spoke. I a fag at halftime. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I used to then clock him. He used to be holding it like that. He had the matches and a fag, and he'd hold it like that. 
and they used to have a fag at half time, then this is in the Premier League, and then go out and play and could be man of the match in the second half. So when did that stop being acceptable? Obviously around that, before then, by the way, that you two are shocked. Well, I'm shocked. I've never smoked, so... I've never smoked, but, I mean... I know some... Yeah, I mean, some players, when I first started playing, got into the third team... I knew smoke socially, which I'm sure Mac used to do as well, but not at half-time. Well, not to my knowledge. None of the players who I knew then, back then, who smoked socially, smoked at half-time. I would say Mac was on 40 a day. Wow. He'd wake, up, he'd wake up at night and David Barsley used to say, he like, it pitch black and he'd just see a red dot, the lighter. <laughs> the red dot on the ash. Not the ash, but the light, like that. And he'd be like, I was mental in the morning. Open the window. He'd be smoking out the window and stuff like that. Wow, it's incredible for a Premier League player. What we'll do is we'll pause there and then we'll hear a short break from our sponsors. And then when we get back, we hear from the other six players who uh, Kevin Gallon's picked in his team. Thank you for listening to My Best Living Pod. We are currently accepting applications for advertisement and sponsorships. You can reach us at My Best Living Pod or My Best Living Pod at gmail.com. Thank you. Great, so we're back for part two of Kevin Gallon's My Best Eleven. So we're going to start um, going across um, the midfield, wherever you would prefer to start, Kevin. I'm going to go right again, right to left. Um, yeah, this lad changed from last week, so... <laughs> yeah, there's no, no cheating now, Andrew. So this lad, well, I mentioned it last week, I mentioned, I'm not going to say the name. He could play right back, right midfield, left midfield, centre midfield. Could even play, I'd say, in the number 10 at the front. Excellent player. Tenacity. Great right foot. Could ping a ball. Could score a goal from... Played for the Republic of Ireland. Was captain of QPR when I left. Really good football player. Really good bloke. Good guy. Loved to crack. Loved to drink with the lads. Oh. And, uh, five foot eight or nine. Aggressive. Not like dirty, but aggressive. He's tackling. It's a good all-round football player. And I've, I've actually changed his... I know. I think he, he normally... I'm thinking, is he playing centre midfield? Yeah, he played centre midfield. Mainly, right. mainly though. Mainly, yeah. But he could play, I put him right midfield because I'm com- accommodating play. Really good football oh, player. No. Don't look down, Andrew. I know, I I've, got, I've got it. No, did he? No. Oh, I had Nigel Worth. Nigel Worth, did Nigel Worthington play for QPR? No. <laughs> what am I? I don't know why I thought Nigel Worthington. I just thought Northern Ireland. That's, what's, no. that's what always throws me. It's always one clue that just sticks in your head and it screws you up. He's Republic. This one played for Republic of Ireland, but he didn't. He would never play as a, a number 10. He would never play um, on the I'm telling you, he's a Republic of Ireland, but his name's Yeah, but the one I'm the one I'm thinking of, you probably again you probably didn't play with him because you're too young. I was gonna say Gary Waddock. No, but I, similar, you I know? didn't I did play with Gary Waddock. But he's a Republic as well, isn't he? He once played with Republic. He played with Republic. Played with Gary Waddock uh, reserves when I first came to QPR. He left literally pre-season and went to Luton. Gary Waddock's 1992. Would that be right? Yeah, Gary I think you are right. Yeah, yeah. So he, left. he knows Andrew, but he won't look down. I know who it is, and I actually remember. This is. I'm going to throw this in the bin because I actually remember them. Keith Rowlands. No, same Rowlands. Rowlands is his name. That's it. Roland. Um, different first name. Different first name. It's Br- David Rowlands. John Rowlands. I don't know. <laughs> Rollins. Martin Rollins. Martin That's Rollins. it. Yes. Uh, 
He joined us from Brentford. He broke his leg. He fell out with Wally Downs, who's the manager at Brentford. Uh, Ian Holloway signed him for for nothing, really. We're, I think he signed him. He, he, his leg was still broke when he was coming. So a little bit of a risk, obviously, mm. when someone breaks their leg. But he came in. Once he started playing, he hit the ground running. Tremendous nice. player. Rolling. That was, see, that's my sex. So what you got to understand is I've got two sort of stints, QPR. 90 stint, and then I left for a season. I went to Huddersfield and Barnsley. My second 2000, he's won from the 2000. Would you say you, I, I'm assuming you know the answer to this, would you say you preferred the first stint to the second stint because of success? Whereas obviously the second stint, QPR, if my memory serves me, were much more in uh, what's now the Championship and League One for a little bit, weren't you? Yeah, not necessarily would I say... I mean, when you were like a kid in 18, 19, 20, just take things for granted. Don't I? It feels so far away. I got a bad injury. It kept me out for 18 months. Never really got uh, my fitness back. When Huddersfield was the manager, I really enjoyed playing with him. It didn't last long. <laughs> I'm going to blame myself. <laughs> and then Lou Macari took over. So we had like two. Oh. Lou Macari and completely different to Brucey. And then I went to uh, Barnsley where Nigel Spackman was manager for three months. Guess what, Marv? He got the sack. There's a trend forming here, isn't there? As soon as I turn up, people get sacked. And um, I come back to QPR, and that was my second thing. And that was a completely different um, situation where I actually left a championship in a League One, and I waited to come home. I wanted to, uh, it was the best I sort of made. I made the carry I played as long as I did. So I came back to QPR in 2001. I left for a season. Completely different. We're in League One. Administration, tough, but in all the way, the group together. Got the fans all on side. Ended up promoted back to the championship. In the championship, say my first stint was better. Enjoying it, but very close. Playing in the Premier League, I was fortunate so to what, play in the league with QPR. So was really good. Would you say then, Kev, that in hindsight, though, because even because of your injury and stuff, maybe like you, you should have stayed and not gone, or do you think because you went, even though it didn't quite work out, it probably made you want or feel more appreciated when you went back the second time? Yeah, I did. No, 100%. I would say if I'd have stayed and I got offered to stay and the chain, Jerry was my manager again. I wasn't playing. I choice. I sort of sat on the bench most. I was one of these players. I had to play all of weren't me. I needed. And I, and I do believe if I didn't, hadn't have left, I wouldn't have come back and I stayed. I wouldn't have played as many games because I ended up over 200 games when I come back. So I played more the second first time. It's the right decision to go. But this, uh, yeah, Mike Rowe is really good. Who's next to Martin Rollins? Well, we're going into the centre midfield. Uh, uh, wow. This is a tough one. I've got one um, who's a... One's, a, one's surely a shoe in because you've mentioned him hundreds of times already. Wilkins, Wilkins. I'm not going to go with him yet. We'll talk about him on the next one. That, right. So this is like a... I've got a few who I've played. I'm going to have to mention a few names, but not the name. Right. I played Keith Andrews at um, MK Dons in that one season title uh, and the JPT in one. So under Paul Ince, really good, really good season. Mark Bertram, great attitude, great character in the in the changer, full of enthusiasm. Great, great, great laugh every day. Great laugh. You need those players in your changing room. Yeah. Someone so bright. Another one, he's not a centre midfielder, but Gareth Ainsworth was the same. Every day, buzzing, love to crack. But not messing about in training, talking about in the changing room, having a laugh, always happy, always trying to get get the crack going. Those he always came across, he comes across as that type of bloke who's quite happy to put himself out there as well. I mean, you look at the way, even just the way he dresses now, he always tries to be quite suave when he dresses for, um, he's, he's still Wickham manager, isn't he? Still wicked manager. He look, yeah, he wears a leather jacket. And yeah. Uh, snake skin. I think he's got Marvel's 1980 snakeskin boots on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
pull you out with a pair of them in Luton one night, Marv, giving it the big licks on the dance floor. They're, they're, they're a one-off, Kev. Listen, limited edition. I was sponsored by them. <laughs> I think you were in Chicago's, weren't you? Giving it loads. Yeah, that could have been it. I think, yeah, that, that, that probably was it, actually, because we got. I think we got um, free entry into the Chicago's. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been it. Them shoes, mate. Yeah, lovely, lovely. I'm very close. Uh, you know which one? I mean, like I said, I, I'm, I'm only picking one player who's not a QPR player. I mean, I played in the under 18s England, I could keep up all skulls. That would be just too easy. But so, now, hold on a minute. This this player we're thinking about now is this the one that is not a QPR player? No, or this is, is not. I said I could, I got one. I said I could all skulls, so I played with him under 18. Yeah. Before he and Nicky Barton players like that. But, but this um, player is a QPR player, ex-QPR. Yeah. I've got, I've got two guesses Oh, I think it, it could be. Okay. And, I, and I'm going to say the other player who very comes close, and I'm only going to pick this player because he complimented the other player so well. But Simon, this is not Simon Barker. Oh, that's he, the one I was thinking. That's one of them. Got. He was very good. He was a good player. Scored some vital goals for QPR. But this uh, player sort of complimented Hewin very well. All right, and so the other one I was thinking of is Mad Dog. Martin Mine Allen. Allen. Yes. Nah, play with him. No. Made him play with him. Huh? No. He would have complimented is... the other one. He would have complimented him really well, I thought. This would be, he's an ex-manager. Ex-manager of? He was ex-manager of QBR. Holloway? Yeah. Well played. Well done, Andrew. Yeah, Holloway. Yeah, you mentioned him. She mentioned him earlier. What was he? What was, what was he? See, just to go back, you said manager, and you told that funny story of him on the running. Did he do the same when he was manager as well? Just to be that, because he, he strikes me as that type of bloke. He'd still do the running. He, when I first, when he was manager, he brought me back from Barnsley. If we did a long run, he'd be, be hard to beat. He'd be like <laughs> Ten years older, not a problem with the pros. You, I don't think I don't think anyone could beat him. But he was, yeah, long distance runner, unbelievable. But Ollie was good football player, could run all day. Great attitude. Didn't give himself as much credit as passing left foot and right foot. He's shooting, I'd have to say that. Like, to go with this other player is, like, perfect. Right. Run all day and would do everyone his running as well. Yeah. No, he, st- he always seemed that type of player as well that, that has the engine on him. And coming from that part of the country as well, um, he's always got a bit of a bit of that mentality of, I have to push, 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 push. I don't know why, just the West Country um, yeah. boys and the accent. He must have been quite funny with the accent in the dressing room as well, being a, from West yeah, London to Cork, from West yeah, Country. Yeah, we used to just take the mic, even when he was manager, I used to take the mic, and just laugh. And just, <laughs> Barry Penrice with him, they were like best mates from school, like best man, they, they grew up and they, Ollie came first and then Gary Penrice came second. And just hear their banter talking, just laughing, rubbish, laughing. <laughs> Some of his interviews, Kev, is that like he does. I mean, I don't know him, obviously, you play for him, but he comes across. I like him. He's, he looks funny, he looks very um dry with his sense of humor. Was he like that as a player? Was he, was he like, I mean, did he come across or was he quiet? No, no, quiet, no chance. He was so loud. I mean, like, like I said, like Alan McDonald, when. When Ollie used to turn up, first first year he turned up, first months he used to turn up, Ollie would come in like a tracksuit wearing a pair of DMs, right? <laughs> we would imagine London, like, what are you wearing? Macca used to just close and hang it up every day. 
every day for about a month. And he'd be giving it, who's done, who's done that? Who's done that? Right. And everyone knew it was Macca. So uh, in the end, when he used to come in training, he's just hanging up, got the chart, and all of you saying is stuff up. <laughs> Hang it up now, it's already up there. So yeah, like that. And him and Penrose are like really funny to really funny. Excellent. Do you think it helps? I mean, he he's a really well-known player at QPR and then going on to manager. Do you think it helps? Do you think it hinders kind of, I wouldn't say um, kind of legends? I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't put, um, Holloway in that category but do you know what I mean the kind of ex-player then gone on to be manager does it help do you think as a as a player knowing the dressing room knowing the club I think it helps knowing the club and behind the scenes but believe it's players you've got good players you ain't got good players yeah. going to be such, and you can get you can get bad luck and bad injuries as in look at Liverpool and Ravs are out and Dyke's out and Gomez and Dyke and Gomez are playing it's, it could be completely different so the miss, you've got to be a bit of luck with your injuries. But when Ollie Ray come back, he was manager and I signed. Brought me back, Martin Rowlands, Mark Bircher, brought Gareth Ainsworth, brought Danny Shittu, Carlisle was already there. The basis of a really good team. Yeah. But then we sort of ran the dressing room. Do you know what I mean? He didn't come in the dressing room. I used to hate managers. Do you know what, Mark? Is there any managers used to come in yours? Like with a... No. I know, that's that, that spot on, like, like you just said there. He comes in, everyone just does this and says nothing. Tom <laughs> Gregory used to come to our dressing room all the time. And asking for gel and gel and his air up and all that. And we'd be <laughs> we stay there and everyone was silent. Can't wait for him to go and then we can get back taking the piss. Do you know what I mean? So Ollie, Ollie never come in. The only time Ollie would come in the training room is uh, Kevin, all right. He'd never st- sit in there and have, the, have a chat. No, you know? you're right. Um, being a Luton fan, did Dickie Doss do that? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> He, I mean, to be fair, I think he would have got caned, wouldn't he? He would have got absolute murder. Was he not very popular with the players? Strange, I don't know. Strange, strange man. Man. Good coach. Really good coach. Really good session. I've got to say that training was good. It was hard. I enjoyed it. His man management just let him down and he just couldn't take it. Also, he couldn't take any confrontation with any player. It didn't help when Nico was, I say. <laughs> <laughs> you're throwing Nico on either bus. What would why? What would what would Nico? Nico gets a Nico gets a sore. I mean, I mean, either, he must have great ears from podcasts. Yeah, Kevin Nichols. If anyone don't know, I played with Kevin Nichols at Luton. A great bloke. He's your mate, Marvin. He's my mate. I love yeah. him. He's a great bloke. But you know, if something is upsetting him, he ain't gonna keep it. <laughs> And, he, and, he, and he's mentioned that before. He said like, he just couldn't help it. And, and sometimes it wouldn't even be about him. It'd be about someone yeah. else he's sticking up for, just yeah. he just couldn't help himself, you know. He didn't do it, and I don't think it sort of helped him. And he probably admit it as well. But I could tell a story. I won't. I'm going to say this. Some of it hilarious. I've never seen it. All I say is I've never seen something ever in my life like that time. I can't say it. It's a family it's show. Right. And, a I family. and I wouldn't I want you to say it. And I wouldn't. And because and like you said, is my is my mucker and he's your mucker. And I and you don't dig him out. Yeah. No, Very good I mean. player as well, Nico, and he, he, his knees were. <clears throat> Bad shape. And to be fair, he still went out there and trained to see his knees, Mr. Ray. And he went out there and he, he was good. You could tell he could play. Good passer. He was a good captain. Really good captain. He was good at organising stuff for the lads and putting our case forward with the management. But back to Dickie Dosh, very strange yeah. character. <laughs> Fabulous. So, moving on um, to the worst kept secret. Who's... Sorry? I was just about to go to a Dickie Dosh story. Just basically, we, we were in the... I, I joined Luton in when we had the 30 points deduction and Mick was yeah. manager. Great bloke, good manager. Won the JPT, but got relegated. Tough, tough times. But even if you went a, away from home and got a draw, in normal situations, you'd come back and give it, that's a good result, that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
draw was not a draw. It, it was like a win all the time. And we had to play attacking football. We probably left ourselves open because we had to win nearly every game to have a point, chance yeah. to play enough. We actually had a really good team. And if it was if the, if Luton had started on North points, I wouldn't have been surprised if we'd have got in the playoffs. Yeah. You had some gun youngsters. I mean, people like Chris Martin. Good player, Chris Martin. It was me, Chris Martin and Tommy Craddock up front. If they didn't play up front, I was playing midfield. Nick there, Keith, Keith Lagley, really yeah. good team. And, uh, Dicky Dosh then came in and uh, and I don't know if he was told to by us. And he didn't need to. I think that's first season in non-league, me and uh, Tommy Craddock's. So we got the following season, he's got sold and I'm out of the picture. Goals between us and just strange, just strange. Just strange. And uh, I just remember about the time, um, so we had the, <laughs> you know, you got the players bonus. It's funny, I've just reminded me. We had the players bonus. Dicky Dosh has brought us into the meeting, is it? With the bonuses, because we wanted the same bonus. If you don't check, but there was a rule, if you don't change, if you don't, yeah, if you don't improve it, it just goes back to last season. That was right. the rule. But because we're in non-league, I think that rule went out the window. So in the football league, the bonuses are the same. If you don't agree, you only get it improved yeah. or it goes back to the following season. Dicky Josh coming in here. You lot have been ripping the piss out of this club for years. So we're all like giving this one. What are you going on about? I'm doing this. He's giving it. You lot got to give it and sign this new bonus. Can't sign this. We're going to get nothing. Going to get nothing. He's coming. He's giving it to me on my own. Come on, sign it. Sign it. And I'm on my own. And I'm doing no. this. What? What? Okay. Hold on. I just got to, just got to go toilet. Just like <laughs> ran out of ads and crackers. And the thing is, it's all well and good, but his, his bonus wasn't any different. Wow. So he wants, he wants us to like cut off. Yeah. He's got his own. So that ain't fair. No. Dicky Dosh by name, Dosh by nature. Yeah. <laughs> good coach, good coach. By the way, Rick, Richard Money, if anybody's wondering, that's Richard Money. If anybody's wondering who Dicky Dosh is. One of the best nicknames ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so other central midfield, worst kept secret. Next to yeah. Ian Holloway, Ray Wilkins. Um, shall I say it or are you going to say it? Uh, I think I just did. Ray Wilkins. Wilkins. Yeah, yeah, Ray Wilkins. What yeah. a player. Oh. What a player, but what a man as well. I can't say anything highly. If you ever met him, give you the time of day. He'd be so nice, polite. If you heard him on the TV, you'd think he'd had a bit of a posh accent. But if you heard him on the pitch, he'd right. go back to Kingdom <laughs> Hayes Twang, where we'd be effing and that. But not in a bad way. No. Really good bloke. Used to give everyone advice. Used to run the dressing room. Used to come in every day in a suit. If you weren't wearing a suit, he'd be immaculate. A bird every day or something. What's going on? <laughs> going out of the town. Like, but yeah, honestly, immaculate. What a player, left foot. Why does he wear a suit? Why is he wearing a suit? I mean, you got him in a suit, and then you got Holloway in a tracksuit and DMs. What? Exactly. <laughs> There's your London and your Bristol combination. Uh, I think it was something to do with the, when it was when QBR signed him from uh, Glasgow Rangers. The rule was at Glasgow Rangers at the time you had to wear a suit, be clean shaven. For me, that when I was younger, if I was 21 to do that, I would have been. Absolutely devastated because I used to roll out of bed and go in the training like 10 minutes down the road. Don't know about you, Marv, but that's how I used to get out of bed. I'd roll out of bed, had cornflakes, and go into training. No, I'd be up to be fair, I'd be up quite early. I mean, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't like be like all suited and booted, mind you, but I would, I would be up quite early to be fair. I just wanted yeah. to say about Ray Wilkins. Um, he, he played for a long time because I mean, I remember. The um, the Brighton game, the Man United when he scores that that curler. Do you remember that? What a goal! That I mean, I was remember watching that. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what a, what a finish that was! 
So, I mean, his career spans, especially being a central midfielder as well, you know what it's like, Kev, you know, up and down or whatever to, to have the energy to do that. His career did literally go for a long time. And I'm, like you said, God bless his soul. I mean, I was fortunate enough to not play with him, but play against him when he was at um, Wickham. But like, even then, when he was at Wickham, still was quality, spraying the ball around left to right, giving like information to obviously team, team people in his team, giving them, guiding them like where to go and what to do. He was fantastic, you know. If you look back at his career, I think he was captain in the 90s. There's yeah. a lot, got moved to Man United, AC Milan. He was a bit at Paris Saint-Germain, then the Glasgow Rangers, QPR, Hibernian, Palace. I mean, proper player, great, uh, yeah. proper engine as well. Fit man, really full Butch Wilkins, legs strong. Didn't have like unbelievable pace up and down. But his passing, I mean, all of used to say a great story. So when the ball was, say the opposition, the left winger was running down the down the wing. This is what rained in a nutshell. The opposition was running down the wing, left winger, and he's putting a cross in and the centre midfielder, the opposite opposition is running into the box. Ray would be running to the right, QPR's right back position because then the, the Anastasia would get the ball and throw it to a Ray and he'd start off on a counter-attack. And then Ola would have to do the running for him. Like I said, he used to, that's why I put him in there to compliment him. Ray right. would be going to the right midfield position to get the ball and start, the, start a counter-attack. That was the joke at the club at the time. He'd be like looking around, where's Ray? Oh, he's over there getting the ball while I'm doing all the running up and down. Superb player, superb guy. Used to pull me when I was a youngster, Kevin, if I weren't in training, run about, run about a bit more, see what happened. Like, yeah, second half of a match, like in the training game, I'd run, just run everywhere and things would happen. Used to say, that's all all the rest of them are doing is running about. More ability than them, but you're not running about more. Someone told a fantastic story on a different podcast about him. Was he, was was Ray manager of QPR, was he? Yeah, yeah. What was QPR? Was he Jermaine Jenis? Was he at QPR? Uh, Jermaine, not, not at that time, but Ray Wilkins was manager. So I, I got into the first team in 1994, and Jerry Francis was manager. In November, Ray Wilkins just left to go to Palace as player coach. And, um, Ray, uh, Jerry left November and went to Tottenham, and Ray came in as manager. And someone, I don't know who it was, there's a young kid, I can't think who it is now, that was like, Mike made his Fox. debut. That's Nigel. it, that's and it, that's it. And, and Ray, goes, and... Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Nigel Quasi, it was. He told that story saying, like, he Before didn't Ray. know his pl- didn't know his playing, but like Ray got his his parents, was it, or something? Told him that well, he's he- told him before to come up and we'll pay yeah. for you. Yeah, that's I'm- Ray and Jill. I mean, I've made my debut at Man United, and Jerry Francis was the manager. He didn't do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. had a sneaky, sneaky feeling. Someone said to me, Kevin, I think we're playing tomorrow. And I went, Do you reckon? I went, Mum, Dad, I might play. I don't know. I only found out at like 12 o'clock of that day. I went, I don't know, but I think I got a good chance. I'll be on the bench at least, so you better come up. I mean, that's not, that's, we're not dissing um, Jerry Francis, but just for what high esteem Ray Wilkins has held, like England and like playing for AC Milan and scoring like one of the, I mean, playing for his country, he still had the, the humility to think yeah. ahead. You know what I mean, Kev? To think like, yeah. this is what I'm going to do to make the process easier. Like, Really not. I mean, I, that, I mean, that brought tears to my eyes, really, when I heard that. I think the thing with the, the Jerry Farm, I'm only joking, Jerry. Jerry no, Farm's, I know that, yeah. Jerry probably didn't even know the team. He might have just made a decision at Twitter. Some managers don't even, do you know what I mean? They don't. They have an yeah. inkling. might change their mind on the day and stuff. Mm. Where Ray obviously thought, well, he's playing and I'm a proper thing and paid for to tell him. Yeah, really good story. But that that's just the man. 
Class, right. class, class on the, and probably definitely my top two or three players. I training, he was training, there was no messing about or slacking. Mm. And he's done a couple of times if I was met, he sent me in, <laughs> messing about with Trevor Sinclair. And he sent me in to get in, like, what get in, like, Devo, he was manager, and then took me out and just ran me. <laughs> and I really twice, twice, Ray, Ray Wilkins and your mate Ian Dowie. Right, mate, all of a sudden. <laughs> you played me, you played me with Maluton. Yeah, I mean, actually, you know what? I, I roomed with him a, a couple of times as, as well. But, like, um, what did he run you for, Downer? He got, obviously, you gave him some lip or something, did you? Well, a little bit. No, but, but what I mean by that, <laughs> I, what I meant, hold on, hold on. What I meant by that is that I used to, I used to give him lip as well because, like, Downer probably did it, not to say out of spite, but he didn't like it when you got the better of him or you was a bit chirpy because he'd come from this like high educational like mm-hmm. background and he used to use these big words with me right and I went downer the stuff that comes out of your bum right is no different from my, <laughs> my bum so don't give, start giving it all this like malarkey about these words well but that to be fair downer was um he was assistant manager at QPR that's why he said this you know in the old days right so those days like if no one didn't tell you like say you were training at um we used to come in at 10 o'clock or after and the Friday, and I've come in at half ten as usual for eleven o'clock start. So right. as I was out at eleven, he'd give it to me. Where have you been? What? Like, what are you on about? Yeah. What effing late? I went, yeah. And then he went, he went, you were meant to be in for ten start. I went, you didn't tell me. And he didn't tell me because I would I only lived five minutes. Yeah. I went, you didn't tell me. We've always got on his he went, go in, go in, F off in. Do you know what? We were playing Barry away, right? And I hadn't been playing and I you know what? I don't even want to go up there and just sit in the stand. <laughs> I've gone in, get changed, and go home. He went, go home and all that. Jerry Francis comes out, comes sees me, he gives it, where are you going? I went, uh, Dan has just sent me in. I went, Dan has just sent me in. Get changed, get out there now. I went, all right. I've got change, come out. Dan has looked at me. He didn't speak to me. I used to get really well Dan all the time. He didn't speak to me for two weeks. Two <laughs> <laughs> weeks. So I've come out literally like with a tail between my legs, and I'm like, all oh, the lads go, hey, here he is. You know, the usual, hey, all right, Kev. And I went, all right, lads. And Dan was like, oh, him because he sent me in. But yeah. Man, Jerry's brought me back in, so he's feeling a little bit, do you know what I mean? Hierarchy turned up and said, get out there. So, yeah, so um, another story of my two endings in in my whole career in 20 years. That's not too bad. It's not too bad. Left me field then. Uh, sorry, yeah, left me field. Left me field, yeah. Left me field, um, yeah, good player. Uh, signed him, QBR, Jerry signed him from Blackpool. Left winger, right winger, could maybe do a little bit up front. Powerful, score a goal, could score a spectacular goal. Good energy, good, af- proper, af- good athlete, good lad. Funny, funny guy, yeah, really good player. Scored that bicycle kick. That's yeah. The one. yeah. Was that the best goal you've ever seen? Yeah, I'd say so. Best goal I've ever seen. That I was. And is that something? Is that something he tried, Kev? Yeah, but you, you could tell. Well, not not from that distance, but you, you could see he could <laughs> over a kick. You know, he's like a twenty-five yard. Over I know. Tipping <laughs> volley. So that's something. So that's something Trevor Sinclair would do then. Trevor Sinclair, by the way, we're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. Training, he could do an over a but nothing could happen. The timing, the power, he'd never be able to, he obviously never done that again. Not fluke, but he did it. It was yeah. the long, 
pace on it, whipped. He's hit. It's basically what a powerful volley. Yeah. Mm. No, fantastic. So you reckon it's the best goal you've ever seen in your lifetime anyway. Um, so Trevor Sinclair obviously went on to play for a number of other clubs, went, went across um, pretty um, across to West Ham as well, and then ended up at Man City for a little while as well, if my memory is right. Did you, did you, when he came through, obviously young lad from Blackpool, and then you'd have seen so many players um, not fulfil their potential, um, I'm sure. Is Was he one who you had down straight away going, He'll make it and he will play for England in the World Cup. Well, I wouldn't have said the World Cup, but I'd say you could tell he was going to have a good career. You could tell because powerful, good technique and good attitude. All those Can you tell? Can you tell? I mean, obviously, you've gone away through a system now. You've retired. Can you tell if somebody's going to make it or not? At what age? Oh, at the age of 20. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I think. I'll tell you playing League One and you're excelling. It's hard to go from League One to the Premiership, but... League One champion, your championship, one of the better players can tell. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, if you're talking about as an apprentice now, I think, again, that's why I'm giving Kev a compliment. I mean, as an apprentice, it could go either way. You know what I mean? Depends how that person is mentally prepared for what's ahead of them. Because when I joined, again, Luton, I was a late one to come in. And one the centre-half, he was pl- playing, like, for, I mean two, three years, way before I got there, was, um, what was his name? He played for, he played for England, like, underscore boy, right? Captain, I think he might have even been captain. Come from Bern- Duncan, Duncan Berry, his name was, right? And he, um, he, from the Midlands, it was that good. They offered him um, an apprenticeship and I think a two-year pro at the time before. And it, unfortunately, I mean, I think it went the other way for him. I, ca- I came in and literally within probably a year, they was, you know, you know what it's like, Kev, because the pro's not guaranteed, is it? I mean, you, well, even though they've given you the pro, it doesn't mean we have to give you the pro. We can come to some agreement. So I think within a year, I mean, Pleaty must have realised or thought that, I mean, I had better potential and he was gone. He was, he was literally gone before he's in his apprenticeship, you know. So, again, it doesn't mean nothing, really, when you've been given that, um, that pro. But like Kev says, as an apprentice, I think it could be difficult. But by the time they're 20... I think, yeah. you know, they know. I mean, especially even in probably a manager like Politi probably knew ahead because he used to watch so many games. Politi, he probably knew every single player in the non-league, let alone the league. The thing is, Marv, I think now they get more, there's more time for development players. They, they leave it. In my, in my day, if you weren't playing in the first team, you're going to another club, really. Yeah, it's true. Now, now it's different. It's like you're free. There's more money about, I suppose. In the old in the old days, it's like twenty. You know, we ain't got the money to keep now. Twenty one, twenty playing, going out on loan, coming back, and stuff like that. So it's a different situation. Yeah. So moving on to your position up front, you said you haven't picked yourself. I'm not picking myself. Um, no, I would get in anyway with these two. <laughs> uh, this one is the one who is the only one I'm putting in who didn't play for QPR, and. Absolute top player, goal scorer, finisher, left foot, right foot, technique, sharp around the box, made a massive impact in the 90s, mid-90s, really. Really good player and, you know, picked up a lot of injuries. He would have done a lot better, I'd say. Picked up a lot of Liverpool injuries. Liverpool player? Oh, I was going say Shearer. It's, um, what's his name? Mr. Fowler. Oh, Mr. Marvel. Fowler. And every, um, and every, and funny enough, Kev, every, I mean, I remember Robbie Fowler, everyone remembers Robbie Fowler. He was predominantly left-footed, but I've heard you're you're the third or fourth person I've heard now talk 
on the podcast about his finishing being so clean, right or left foot. Everyone said that. Even though his left foot, he said, no back lift, unbelievable. And I've played with uh, Robbie under 18 England and under 21. He's the only one I'm putting in who's not a not guitar player, but what a player. And I first met him when I got into the England under 18s. I was under 17 at the time, but I got into England under 18, maybe in October or November. We were playing, I remember, maybe Switzerland, and it was at Stoke. And we were training at Lillishaw, the old um, national. And they put me and Robbie in the same room. And we just sort of hit it off and had a really good laugh. We'd uh, be up in, in the main hall. They say, look, you've got to be in bed by 10. We'd go up there about half nine playing this football game, FIFA, FIFA 90 or something. And we'd be playing it till about half 11, looking around, but it's a bed, we were in trouble. And uh, playing it, you know, we'd then go back and he'd go to bed. He'd, he'd have headphones on. He'd be listening to the Pet Shop Boys blaring. I've never shared a room with him. Blaring. At that time, he was five foot eight, ten stone. And I'm weekend. And I sort of seen him. I seen him once before. I played for England Schoolways under 15. We had a, a trial match and we played Merseyside under. They beat us for one or two. And I remember this little lad up front. I'm on the opposite end of the pitch and I'm looking. Movement around the box and finish. Player he is two. Yeah, two years later, I'm sharing a room with him. I might said, Remember that game? And he went, Yeah, yeah, you better. We then played Switzerland and within half an hour, half, half an hour, I scored a hat trick. England was three up. And I'm sitting, I'm on the bench thinking, he's top player, him, this is unbelievable. And then I think I came on. And then we played, um, there was a European uh, champ, under-18s championship in 1993 in England, based around Stokes ground. Not, and me and Robbie were on the bench. And we had a proper good team. We had Sol Campbell, Gary Neville at the back, Nicky Butt, Kevin Sharp. Who was strikers then, keeping you two out? So, uh, Ju- uh, so um, we were playing a diamond. So Julian Jochin was playing... And he was sort of playing regular for Leicester. So he was on the one. Me and Robbie hadn't played for the first. Uh, Tony Forrester was partnering him up front, the lad from Leeds. Oh, yeah. And in the hole was Paul Scholes. And it's nil-nil. We're tour before. They hadn't to Denmark in the summer. And we were playing. We've been doing, we we done well on that. You know, we like warming up in front of him all the time just to get into You know, one of them. Where you're like, you're desperate to go on. And you're like stretching in front of the manager. <laughs> right. And then he put us on. And within five minutes... I scored one. It was against France. Five, six, seven minutes later, he scored in two nil, and we are absolutely so. And it's live on Sky, so this is like the first time we've been. So the next game we play Holland, we beat them playing Cliver. Sorry, um, are, you, are you are you two now starting now the so next we're game? Off, we're three nil up at half time. I've just been joking. We're now in the next round, semi finals. We're playing Spain. Robbie scores a hat trick, and we played Tur- Turkey in the final at Nottingham Forest. The game's been delayed because he five thousand turned up. It's so one under eighteen. Yeah, and I'm 17 at the time, but the place is packed. And it ends up, um, we win 1-0, Darren Kasky. Remember him, Darren Kasky? Yeah, 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 yeah. Spurs, yeah. He scores a winner from the penalty, and that was the first time an English youth team had won the European Championship years. And it's only until about six years ago another team had won it. So this lad, Robbie Fowler, he's in my. He's the only non-QPR player in my team. Right. I could, not even I could keep him. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think it... Like you two coming into the team, it helped rooming together. That I mean, like yeah, sometimes I mean, they say, like you just knew like each other's like where you were gonna go or your combination. Because I've heard some people have a strike partner, and literally it's a case where they've never worked on anything. I mean, I think it's Andy Cole and um, Dwight York. They said they've never worked on anything. It just it just happens on the field. 
literally. Yeah, no, so yeah, it was just it was one of them because we roomed pretty much. I think we we're in Denmark and whatever. We just become mates. Um, roomed together, and then because we were on the bench together, and we did feel we did feel a bit hard done. We thought we should have been starting. We'd been on the tour where the other lads hadn't been on the tour, and we'd done well. Two games, I scored three, he scored. And we're thinking good chance here starting. Jamie Forrester and even on that the tour book. Yeah, and even the team, you, you feel a little. Well, I think I should be playing here. So we're on the bench and then we come on, we both school we like, I think we're back in our room giving it. Should have started us from the start, shouldn't they? You know what I mean? They ain't got a clue what they're doing. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so next, next to Robbie Fowler. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got to throw in a few <clears throat> names in QPR strikers. Enjoy playing up front with Tony. Great, great for Like, had a really good sort of understanding, linking up, play. And if I didn't score, it got, I think for about two months, if he scored, the next game I scored, he scored, I scored, and we've done really well. Unfortunately, he got an injury, and the next player I'm going to say is very unlucky not to be in there. It's Paul Furlong. A great partnership with him in um, the 2000s when we got promoted. Strong player, aggressive, good finisher, left foot, aggressive. Um, did you play with him at Luton as well, or was he, or did he come in after you? He came in. Uh, he came to Luton before me, so. Furs was aggressive. He seemed to get at QPR. He hit the best form of his career at 35, 36, which yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah, he played a lot. I know he hit the career. His best form was for you, and his other best form from memory was for the Yellow Club down the road, our rivals. I think he played quite well for them, didn't he, for quite a while yeah. as well? He did. So Furs was like at 35, 36, fit, rip. Mm. I've known a geese to eat as much in my life as you've ever night out with, with the lads. Furs would have more meals. I ain't joking. We went out once. I swear to God, he had maybe five or six burgers. I was just looking, giving it. Where are you? I'm looking at him on weight. <laughs> and then he takes his top off and he's just like abdominal, six pack. A first year top player, John Spencer, came to QPR in the late 90s. One season was ex technically yeah. very, very good. But Peter Crouch? No, no, I didn't. No, see, I missed Peter Crouch. I went to Huddersfield and Peter Crouch uh, came to QPR just before I left. Not Peter Crouch. It's um, Les, the Les. The Les, yeah. Has to be. Played one full season with Les. Absolute quality centre. Strong, powerful, unbelievable in the air. Five foot ten, five foot eleven, but could jump seven foot. Like the, I can only describe Ronaldo got a better leap than and Michael. Les's leap was just unbelievable. And his timing yeah. and his of headers and... Really powerful, strong, hit the ball when he went through on goal. Always low and hard, low and hard, blast, finisher, powerful, very good player, excellent player. Yeah, you've already yeah. mentioned it, but like when I've played against him, he's he, like you said, he's in the air, he's like, um, you mean it's unbelievable. He's What's unbelievable. he hang? Does he hang? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, mark? yeah, he just has yeah. this way of cross you and hung, you just, yeah, it's hard to definitely. So, uh, yeah, and he had a fantastic career, of course, going on to Newcastle, Tottenham. To name a couple. Yeah, yeah. and I think, unfortunately for, for and, and the other centre forward, I said Robbie Fowler is uh, uh, just Alan Shearer was around at that time and sort of number one where you know, there wasn't much as an Alan Shearer. It was a time when the centre for mid 90s, Shearer, Andy Cole, Les, Teddy Sheen Wright was still playing. Good centre forward. Yeah. Did, um, did, what's the name come? Was that Mark Falco there when you was there? <laughs> no, he wasn't, but I've got to say, I, I, I was training with. Uh, I do remember Mark Falco, and what I would say about Mark Falco was I trained with him when I was about 15, 16. We were doing finishing drills, and his finishing with his left foot was excellent. Elian Nassar, who I was very unfortunate not to play with, who was a quality, and you'd have played with him. Roy Wegley. Oh, 
who I love. Really? Roy. I love him. He's my favourite player. What a player. Unreal. How yeah. skillful he, he was. was. Unreal, yeah, he was. He was literally the smooth... Some of the stuff he did, literally, it was like, how is he doing, how is he doing that? It was just so calm and the ball was stuck to him at times. And he was quick. He was quick as well. He could run, couldn't he? He was really quick. Oh, yeah, when he when he when he needed to, he could run. Yeah. What a player. I mean, I sort of I must have joined the season he left. Right. I watched him for many years that QPR, and he was something else on his day. He would just absolute turn every guy down. He, he went. He came to QPR from London. He was that right? He was. He was a real top top player. And he scored that goal of the season against Leeds for QPR when when oh, through. The- yeah. I loved him. Uh, yeah, he didn't sort of suit Jerry Francis's style, really. And um, I don't know, it just didn't, it just didn't work out about Roy Wegley. Fantastic. And so you mentioned a few names, um, yeah. obviously, in terms of management. Who is going to be the manager of this team? So who's the best manager you ever were or ever played under? Well, this is a difficult one. It's only two there. there. I mean, I played... Um, I've worked out as maybe 15 managers. Jerry Francis, start with. I could go from Jerry Francis, Ray Wilkins, Stuart Houston, Don Hollins, for, Ray Harford, Ian Darry for back to Jerry Francis, Steve Bruce, Lou Macari, Nigel Spackman, Ian Holloway, John Gregory, Ian Holloway, Paul Lintz, Di Matteo, Mick Harford, he dosh, ended my career. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. That's it. Uh, I'm going to go for Jerry was really good. Very organised, you know, done a lot of work with the back shape, always on a Thursday, Friday. You you knew what is um, what he was doing every day of the week. Monday, we'd play a little five-a-side. Tuesday, running, no balls. Wednesday, off. Thursday, shape. Friday, set pieces, maybe a five-a-side. If we were away from home, he'd take us every morning. If we were in a hotel, he'd find a park and we'd train at 10 o'clock every morning before a match away from home. Um, that was never changed. Even if you're like knackered, no, what we're doing. Um, Ray Wilkins was excellent for me because I probably played my best football under Ray in the 94 95 season, where I ended up in 12 goals in the Premiership my first season. I got 10 assists with Les. We finished seventh or eighth, and I think I know I was nominated for the PFA Young Player of the Year, which I didn't turn up to know at the time. <laughs> uh, not really. You didn't know it was happening. Huh? You didn't know it was happening. We didn't know you'd been nominated. And I went, yeah, I'll go. And then I just went, nah, I can't be bothered. And the next thing they said, oh, you should have went. You were nominated. Like, oh. So what, so what, so, I mean, sorry, do you remember who won it then? My mate, Robbie Fowler. Robbie Fowler. <laughs> I think he won it three years on the spin or something. He didn't even have to turn up. Just video linked over. To um, yeah, so, but then when I come back to QPR, I had a really good season with, um, in a really good three, four season Holloway, where before I could, couldn't keep fit. And then got fit with him. He tough training as well. I was real fit. I ended up playing 200 games. I think I missed one game. It had been 200 games on the spin playing. Um, one game. Go from having lack of fitness or poor fitness when you got there to then doing that. It's incredible. Like a few seasons before pulling my hamstring every 10 games to playing nearly 200 in a row with one game. Missed a yeah. Five, yeah, just going, back, just going back to your, um, the, that season when you was nominated and... You got 12, was it, goals, you said? And yeah. 10 assists. Where did, where did you finish in the charts there, the, the goal scoring for the Premiership then? Well, no, so um, it, it, was on the, it, was on the, it was on Sky Sports the other day where they were saying about Harry Kane and Son, about mm-hmm. Harry Kane's Son's about 10, eight or 10 assists. And they had it up on the, on the, on the Sky Sports, the players' assists. And it was the top five. And it was like McManaman to Fowler, 
I think it was Darren Anderson. He had Gallon and took a picture of it and sent it to Lovely. Right. And I went, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how good the, the, the season up front had. He didn't set any up for me, but that's another story. <laughs> but the reason I asked the reason I asked that question is that <clears throat> not being disrespectful to QPR, but was there, was there any rumours or anything? Maybe one of the bigger clubs looking to get you that yeah, season. There was a rumour, there was in that season, that um, PR, yeah, so supposedly uh, Man United, five million January. It was on all the back pages of the paper. Looking back, I, I didn't have an agent then, I didn't have, you know what I mean? I was, was a local lad, I was playing, I was happy that Ray was the manager. And normally, they, like, like you just said there, there's 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 no no smoke without any fire, so there would have been quite a bit of truth. Like, in today now, you would have heard about it, wouldn't you? There, 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 there was some truth in that rumour, obviously. Yeah, I didn't have an agent, but now it's been straight on the phone, phone to me. So do I regret not going? It never, it never got past the stage of... Correct, of, I was going to say. QPR, the next season we got relegated. And then when we got relegated, two games in three months. It's all ifs and buts. But yeah. I was at the time I was QPR, my life, playing with some fantastic and having a great time. Yeah. Brilliant. So you, you would pick manager-wise then? Who are you going for? Yeah. I'm just going to go because of what I said before about getting young player of the year, assists. You know, I'll have to say... Uh, yeah. Great and Great bloke. Playing under Ian Holloway for those. He got me really fitly captain. Captain on the day. Club captain. I was captain for Wednesday when we got promoted. 9,000 QBR fans. Okay, we've got two more things just before you go. I mean, one of them might be a little bit difficult. I mean, maybe not, though. Um, most memorable looting game and why? It could be for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> Do you know what? I, unfortunately, um, for me... Um, I didn't actually play in the JPT final, but really, I was a bit actually gutted. I shouldn't have played for it. I was at MK Dons at the time, and we played in the first round, and I was slightly in, and I weren't playing, and they put me for the game, and I thought, look, I need to play and do well. To and I had a bit of an Achilles, didn't really play that well. And then I went to Luton, and Luton ended up getting in the JPT final, or behind the bench, which was an absolute great occasion. After all the troubles, the 30 points. Yeah play a team that eventually got promoted to the championship. Really, really good seeing the lads. That was like a memorable, a real memorable. And I know I weren't playing, but that was like a memorable game, part but, of the team. But what about, I mean, the reason that I'm, I'm thinking is that you only scored one hat-trick in your whole career. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think of that. I didn't even think of that. See, that's how unselfish I am, Marv. Who, who was it? Who was it? I mean, what was the score? And who was it against? I don't know. And just for, uh, sorry, just for those who don't know, believe it or not, Kevin Gallen only scored one hat trick of all those goals in his whole career, and it was for Luton Town. Yes, Go on, uh, Kev, over to you. It was against Hazen Yedding, wasn't it? No, it was against Grays. It's Grays, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Grays, and I scored that trick. And that's the thing because there so many twos in my career, loads, and I mean loads. And in a lot of those twos, I can remember either hitting the post, missing a pen, I missed a couple of penalties in the twos. Like mental, I could never just get at it. And then I got <laughs> under my favourite manager, Dickie Dosh. And well, to be fair to him, as soon as I scored my third, he took me straight off. And I was like, no problem. The only time when I got to the I went, yeah, no problem. So he's all right in the end. <clears throat> Taking the accolade from the fans. That's when you yeah. want to get taken off after a hat-trick. I'm surprised he didn't take you off after two. Yeah. yeah. And was it a proper hat trick? A right foot, left foot header? Or you can't remember. You can't remember the hat trick. So, what, what chance well, we got? All I know is I scored the hat trick after 40 minutes and he took me off. <laughs> I was going to say, I say, we weren't that good that season. We were, we were good. We weren't that good. I know. Yeah. yeah so, you got the hat trick. So, the, and, the, and the other last question was um, well, obviously, you're on lockdown at the moment, but you're still involved in, in football. What, what are you doing now, Kev? 
I work for Crystal Palace um, as European scout, doing mainly Germany. Really good, really good club. Nice people. Unfortunately, I haven't been to Germany. Current crisis climate uh, with the pandemic. Last time I went with a year ago, last February. So yeah, hopefully in the near future of uh, lockdown, open things up and I can get back out. Um, I've been to a few games in England. It's not the same without the crowds. We need the crowds. Right. ASA was nothing without the fans. They are very sore. Yeah, can't wait for everything to open up again and get get working. Just sort of working off the TV and the, and the computer and as being at the matches. And, and coaching, I mean, is that out of the question or is that something still that you might want to try and get yeah, back involved in? I like coaching. I, I coach my son's team every now and again when the manager, Kevin, with no problem. I like coaching. Got my badges. Just difficult to get into some places. Yeah. I'm happy with what I'm doing at the moment. If I weren't doing this job, then I would be more active to coach. Just at the moment, I would never rule out going back to coach with the lads. Maybe, but I do like with the kids as well. Right. Perfect. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, our second attempt. Thank you so much, Kevin Gallant. That was absolutely fantastic. And that was Kevin Gallant, my best 11. Thank you, Kevin.